the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. number one your favorite podcast hopefully your favorite podcast about the entirety of the united soccer league championship i'm your host as always your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster not sure your favorite cheesemonger's favorite cheesemonger you can't prove it wrong evan well joined by uh, a lot of my soccer friends tonight in fact starting from west to east is uh your favorite ginger in san diego and that's only because i don't live there it's alan underwood it's just a ginger beard. The The hair is brown. The beard is ginger. It's my pirate name, Ginger Beard. Oh. Uh, things are going all right. Um, lots to talk about today. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll do that. We will do that. Yeah. It will happen. And I do love, uh, unless you're you're watching the live stream, uh, right off the bat, hot out the gate, Alan Underwood with a, a uh, visual reference on an audio podcast. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, although to be fair, I mean, I made one too, so who knows. Uh, hey, his team also made the playoffs and play in California. It's Pony. Yeah, and I actually am the most one west westward in all of us because California is weird like that. Oh, I didn't know that. You confused me when you, you confused me when Alan right away. I I'm like, wait a minute. I couldn't bothered to pull up a map, and I just went off of state and not your weird regionality hellscape fire all the time nonsense that's happening out there. Well, you know, fire, smoke, walk outside, you basically cough immediately. You know, California. Yeah, I should have been, I'm sorry, I should have introduced you as he's now picked up a 20 pack of cig- a, a, a day smoking habit, Pony. And it's <laughs> well, not because you, you know, wanted to, it's because of snow, beers, maybe, but you know. It's all, it's all natural. We all have our own. It's all natural. <laughs> Mostly. Speaking of all natural, he probably smoked a lot of American spirits in college and played way too much bass. <laughs> yeah, the yellow ones. The yellow ones were the uh, all natural ones, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, they all are now, allegedly. Well, that's but, true. Yeah. That's true. I didn't get the minty ones. <laughs> a lot of guys had the minty blue, the light blue oh, package. Not, you can't just call them mint flavored. That way they're marketed for children. Anyway, speaking of children, he's too busy getting degrees to smoke. It's Ryan Allen. Hey, Evan, and my favorite uh, geography fact with the West Coast is that Reno is further west than Los Angeles and San Diego. What? What? <sighs> Mind blown. Ryan, I know this is going to sound terrible, and I know I know your dad probably listens to this. I thought you were going to say my favorite cigarette brand, but I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> I was about to, oh, man, I would have I just quit. I would have stopped recording. Anyway. Where do I go from there? Speaking of quitting, uh, a lot of teams had to do that voluntarily this week as the playoffs have officially been decided. That'll work. We'll go there. Mm. Um, hey, what you can do, uslchampionship.com, and then when you're on the homepage, there's a thing called Playoffs Pick'em, and you put in your picks for all these 16 teams in at least, uh, yeah, every week of this thing. So you start with Hartford and St. Louis, and you go from there, and you keep going. And then below that, by the way, there's a terms and conditions thing, and you know, there's, there's a whole blurb about submitting to the privacy policy of, of USL. Be- below that, there's a bunch of uh, expert picks. I say that in air quotes because we're not. Um, you know, so it's Nick Murray, it's a friend of the show, Mike Watts, it's Kelsey Steele, it's Devin Kerr, it's poorly tattooed Jeff Reuter, and then it's us. Um, oh. And if you, if you scroll down longer, we, we win. By like a lot. We got 35 points this year, y'all. And uh, Nick and Nick and Kelsey got 23. And then Devin and Devin and Jeff right there on 22. And then uh, Mike with 19. So really, if you're not listening to us for our just expert opinion on all these games and how they're going to shake up and not some sort of weird crapshoot, just one by default kind of thing, I don't know what you're doing. I just guys, we we killed it. 
It was, yeah, it's interesting. I wondered if it helps that, you know, we were talking before, does it help that there's, what, five of us or six of us deciding? There's a large conglomerate of people, yeah. I, I think for some reason it made us a little more practical every single week because on my own I would pick some weird, have get a weird hair and pick a weird one, but as a whole we would avoid that. I wonder if that's, like, we made the most boring picks overall and that's how we won. Yeah, we had the chalk picks most days. Worked, man. Stick sticking to it, right? We're nothing if not stubborn here, apparently. <laughs> that being said, um, I suppose we'll talk about these playoff matchups. And uh, Phil, we'll get it out of the way. <laughs> Your boys managed to beat Indy Eleven in their uh, in their quote unquote final match. Uh, which is not their final match anymore because they get one more. They'll play Hartford Athletic on the 10th um, at 7 o'clock. Uh, and we have St. Louis going going ahead and, and causing another upset more or less here. Yeah, and that's all on me too. I want to make that clear to everyone. I think we were tied. It was, what, 3-3 three to three on St. Louis I mean, versus I, listen, Hartford. I went for the narrative points and I picked St. Louis <laughs> out of the jump. So. Yeah, so I, I don't usually do this. I usually try not to affect the voting, but I ended up giving myself the tiebreaker since I'm the one that makes all the emails all year. So um, I, chose, <laughs> I chose St. Louis on that one and kind of talked everyone into it. Um, so just so you know, we were you also torn. also probably decided before you did that that it wouldn't have mattered anyway and you were just going to submit St. Louis. Yeah, I I pretty much tallied the votes in my head, I think, and it didn't really matter what you wrote. I had them all in my head already, but yeah, I affected it, so we'll see. if It's on me if I'm wrong, but I do have faith in in St. Louis that, you know, that Group B is a lot different from, uh, or not Group B, Group E is a lot different from Group F, and so um, I think the challenges St. Louis has faced is, is going to be even sporting Kansas City too has been really tough, and so mm-hmm. I think I think that's going to be a lot harder than Hartford. But um, no way to tell, no better way to tell than than to play a playoff game like this. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean I think it's right. I mean, do you know apart from apart from that one win over the Riverhounds, the only people Hartford's beat all year is Red Bulls two, Loudon and Philly. They beat nobody else all season long. Yeah, it's really crazy. And, and I will say this, that they are very dangerous. I think someone talked about their style of play changing and getting a little more conservative and hitting people on the mm-hmm. break. That does work against St. Louis, for sure. I think that's the best way to beat them is to force them to hold the ball. But um, I think they can handle this team. It's just that Hartford can just, like, pop up out of nowhere and have, like, a real amazing series of an attack. Any one player can score from, uh, you know, a million different spots, more so than some other teams out there. And so... You know, if they pick their the moment and then they defend out, I could definitely see it. Otherwise, I do think overall, St. Louis, I have a lot of faith in them. So, don't want to be dismissive of that team at all. Kind of opening it to the floor a little bit. Sam Fink is retiring, is he not? Um, I don't think no. What one of your boys? Oh, if they are, I don't know it. Someone's definitely hanging him up. I thought it was Sam Fink. If I I might have missed it. If so, I'm really sorry. If so, that didn't help. I know Cal Gregg is help. going to the Players Association. I could see that, mm. but I assume he's mm. looking for a job. Mm. Anyway, point. Yeah. St. Louis tie-in fail notwithstanding. Uh, if you were retiring this year, would this not be the worst year to retire? Because it's COVID. Cause, yeah, because yeah. you had a, a half or not even a half season, then you had that whole layoff, and now you have you know the rest of your season, and you could get bounced out of the playoffs, and then you're just kind of quietly done, sort of thing. I do agree with um, that. Yeah, but... not great, not great. And I mean, that's not even just a USL thing; that's a in the world yeah. thing. Because everyone had the little you know starts and stops and things like that. I just I don't know. It wouldn't feel like a very memorable season to me, at least, and. It's just such a strange way to go out, you know. And then you, and now, right, you're back playing games at least, but you don't have any fans. You don't get to retire in front of your your yeah. home stadium with anybody there, and and all that stuff. So, Completely yeah, it's agree. a really weird time. Yeah, it's almost too. I I would have this like 
you can't beat me, Kobe, and I'm I'm not going down like this in this year. You mm-hmm. know, I'd have that kind of feeling against me for sure. But but Alan, do you stay on an extra year? Um, I think it's a tough choice too because it's like you got to do what's right for your body. Yeah, like I think it's more than just a year thing. Uh, but I think I mean, if you can go another year, I think most people would like to go another year. Um, I, I think it's tough with St. Louis players because I mean they're going to have to get picked up somewhere else. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of good players that I think some teams would give a chance to, even if it's like, hey, we'll give you a chance for a year, we'll sign you on, see what happens, and, and go from there. Um, I think this is an intriguing matchup. Um, you can't even choose your favorite color kit. I mean, it's, <laughs> can't even like go with that avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, bad joke. Thanks, Ryan, for laughing. Um <laughs> No, I think I think it is a tough year. Um, but on the flip side, it's like, man, this year's been tough. Maybe it's just time to do something different. And I know some a lot of people are having that thought as well. That maybe this is the time to to hang it up. I had some time off, time away. I just finished the season, and then you know, greener pastures and all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the story, the two best storylines possibly in the entire league yeah. we have st louis in their last year making this final run of this as they make the east playoffs and you have hartford who did any of us even think they'd come close to playoffs this year i mean well, even after the group to announce no one thought they were that good it's interesting to see the ultimate dark horse against the team on their basically final run and if either if either of these teams makes the final that's who every single neutral is going to root for. It does have that like grizzled veteran versus the young <laughs> upstart rookie kind of storyline of can that grizzled veteran give you give them that one last hurrah before they you know sail off in the sunset or does that you know that young upstart hotshot um, get his due a little bit of uh, a Ted Lasso moment? <laughs> <laughs> we will move on. Uh... Ryan, being located on the Carolinas, I feel like you're an authority on this one. Charleston to Charlotte. I think it's going to be a really interesting one. Charlotte will be hosting a playoff game for the first time in their history with a good uh, group win in Group G. That kind of vindicates Pony that Birmingham shouldn't have been a side that would have won. Well, that part vindicated me. You're just make me come the, part you're gonna make that... them come at me again, okay? I've had enough of that in my mind. <laughs> another part that wasn't so vindicating for Pony. Uh but, man, I think through a lot of us, especially in uh, the BGN polls, as it seems that uh, Nick Carson, and that it seems like many are picking Charleston as either a dark horse pick as well to win Eastern Conference or one team that should almost outright win the conference entirely. Is Charleston actually a dark horse? To yeah, win the whole horse. thing, sure, but I. I'd I'd I mean, say yes in in that they it's not like they built on last year a lot you know it's like they had something pretty bad and it's not like they took a step up they have taken a giant leap and is that leap champions I, that's where it's kind of hard for me to believe. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I just look at it and say if I don't see how you have Charleston outside of your top four to win the East right now. I think I could get on board with that. But you had them what, Pony? I have them third in mine. Oh, right? okay. Okay. See, I thought you it's, like, it's, it's right around there. It's the Louisville, then it's pretty close between Tampa and Charleston for me. It's my number two and three. Mm-hmm. And aside from a really uh, just uh, an, it, it, exciting to watch match between the Miami of St. Charleston, that's all the Miami win, uh, four to three, they're uh, basically 10 of their last 11 matches for the battery are uh, unbeaten. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> it is fun knowing that the Charlotte Independents are the most online team in the USL <laughs> Championship, and they will undoubtedly see that there is one, two, three, five out of six, uh, again, quote-unquote, experts that have picked uh, against them hmm. uh, this week coming up. And I'm sure that will only add fuel to the fire, especially if they do, in fact, beat the Charleston Battery and then get to rub that in all of our faces again. Team of so. Destiny, let's go. <laughs> there you go. I think we'd all be fine with it. 
Speaking of things we'd be fine with, watch. Mm, nah. I was like, who are you going to talk about next? You're going to get someone well, mad at you. It's going to be Tampa and Birmingham, isn't it? But I almost want to say, speaking of teams of destiny, the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, because if our ice hockey team can do it, so can we. Uh, yeah. They'll play Birmingham Legion, who are in the playoffs. Uh, no surprise here, all the experts. Queen's clean sweep for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And Ryan, you have a very important question about what happens. Best case scenario for the team in Florida. We were talking about this prior to the start of the show. We were curious. Since the uh, two stars are, I guess, a part of the logo for the Tampa Bay Rowdies, if they win the title this year, do they get a third star or and do three across the top, or does this become a a larger star above the two stars, kind of like what Seattle did after winning their title? Oh, yeah. Well, so what happened with Seattle? Explain that. I think they had uh, two stars, and then what they won in 2019, they added it as a uh, another star on top of that. No meaning per se. That's just how they designed it. LA Galaxy is pretty weird with that as well. Like they had like one like gold star that meant like five titles, but then they went back to uh, doing like another uh, like five or six stars above the crest. There's so many teams in this league, like El Paso is another one. Sacramento's just got a bunch of stars on the logo in general. I mean, mm. it's, it's about to get wild, you know? Um, what did I'm the still waiting do? for I, I don't know. Waiting you for... Go, you go it above was... the two stars, right? I guess the ultimate tell would be what's going to happen with Minnesota United when they win MLS Cup. Is there big star that's outside the logo anyways get turned into one or yes i don't know do we care about 2050 or you know oh, oh there it is know. there it is <laughs> but the the funny thing with tampa bay is their stars are from nasl right correct i'm sorry tampa bay they have stars already from nasl correct is that I'm not familiar with that last bit there. oh my my mistake yeah, I forgot we weren't allowed to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Embargoed uh, actually, until further notice. And star SL. Okay. So, uh, but uh, sorry, just to stop bantering. Yes, those are those are their two soccer ball victories. <laughs> just making sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I think you'd put it above, maybe. It'll be fun. It's a fun topic. Either way, I think it'll look nice. I think three stars atop the the side will be fine. We've seen a a certain. Women's team do that before. That looked fine. <laughs> Better four now, but um, yeah. I, this one, I, can we? Can everyone tell that we're not too worried about Tampa Bay here? Given we spent the majority of the time talking about what happens if they win the cup and not what happens <laughs> if they lose to Birmingham. Where are they? Are they in your top four, Pony? Are they one of the four? Yeah, yeah. they're definitely. I mean, Birmingham. I, I mean, they're fun team but i have no faith in birmingham right now i think that they could they could win this one but they have no chance of winning the cup to me oh really i mean like they've had they've had a few good games i mean let's not forget they beat charleston they beat charlotte twice so they've beat some okay teams but i don't think they're gonna have enough to win the entire cup it's interesting it's just the playoffs are even more exciting this year in that these guys haven't even come close to facing each other in most cases, you know, like there are so many teams that are so untested. It'll see, it'll be interesting to see, um, is group B and is group E, are they actually groups of death or are they all just kind of middling? Like are one of them or both of them going to get destroyed somewhere and we're going to be like, well, I guess that group wasn't good after all. I I doubt it, but it will be interesting if that happens. Yeah, don't remind me. Group G's had some snipes at me in the comments recently. <laughs> stuff, but you know, I'm gonna stand by and just double down. <laughs> I think you should. I like that. Never would I thought that I'd see someone tweeting at a goalkeeper that they ruined their bet, then the goalkeeper responding with, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> On American soccer Twitter, but here we are, 2020, everybody. Good stuff. Hey. Speaking of having two stars above your crest, Louisville City get to play Pittsburgh in a match that should not be in the first round. No. Uh, this should have almost been a uh, semifinal or final. 
for the Eastern Conference. I'm sad. Don Hackworth and his team look for a third star in USL against uh, Bob Lilly and, weirdly enough, the second best team in Group F, uh, the Pittsburgh Urbans, who've been good, been good. Um, Alan, do you have any thoughts on the final Eastern Conference matchup before we slowly work our way uh, west? It's the one that's, to me, like the most intriguing of matchups yeah. as far as like a West Com- Western Conference neutral. Like it's two classic teams facing each other. Um, I-, I think the way that, you know, Louisville was like languishing at the beginning of the season and mm-hmm. then again halfway through the season even though it was a half a season they still waited to halfway of the halfway mm-hmm. um managed to turn it on um I, I think it's hard to pick against louisville this year um although i do in the F- eastern conference finals um but I, I think it's it's hard to pick against louisville i i, I think that they're a, a solid team um i like the way they look and i like their pedigree in the postseason um yeah. last How season i picked pick Pittsburgh to win it all because I thought that they would have a chance but they just couldn't quite get it together in the postseason again so you know I I think it's chalk at this point to pick Louisville and I think it's a good choice so does my dog (laughs) they'll be carrying an 11 match unbeaten run into the postseason and but the only meeting between this uh these two clubs to end the season was that three to one win for Pittsburgh at the uh, basically start of this kind of restarted season, but obviously Louisville has certainly grown since then, and yeah. Pittsburgh kind of fell off the pace and lost out on uh, winning the group, which what many of us probably picked to them to do at the start of the season. So this is certainly an interesting game, but I would have to agree that Louisville just seems uh, too strong coming into this match. You almost think of this as like a three-game series because all these games, the last two meetings have been so epic and such yep. good games. And so, and it's also to kind of think about, uh, cool to think about how everyone, I think everyone expected Pittsburgh to kill Louisville in the playoff game, especially after that first half. And then Louisville came in um, or and won it. And then I kind of thought the opposite about this one. And now we're thinking Louisville's going to destroy Pittsburgh and maybe we'll be surprised. I, I just think it's really cool to kind of put all three of those games next to each other and think of them as a series. Yeah, I mean, arguably, I think this, just looking at my, what I'm setting up, this might be the best game in the first two rounds. Mm. I mean, Louisville is now has won nine of ten games in a row right now. And Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh. It's still Bob Lilly. This could be... I mean, I could see this being a 1-0 game, and I could see this being an extremely high-scoring game, too, because both teams have the talent to go both ways. It's just going to be what exactly happens and how early it happens. But, I mean, to me, if you have to, if you could watch only one game in the first round of all, all the games, this is the one you watch because it's going to be a good match, and it's going to be two very, very, very good teams who, if either Pittsburgh or Louisville won the final, no one would go... That's a surprise. We all go, yeah, that makes complete sense. Sure. So, I mean, like this, like it said, there should be a semifinal or final game, but because of the way brackets broke and because Pittsburgh had that weird hiccup late in the year and Hartford decided to, decided to be good, we have this in the first round. So this is the match of match of the first round and probably match of the second round-ish, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Louisville will beat uh, the other team from Pennsylvania in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I I love these little styles clash kind of games. I really do. Um, I, and and should anyone be surprised that Louisville likes to wait until halfway through the season, then really turn it on, and then just kind of burn everybody in the playoffs? Slash Brian Ombi scores goals. It's what they do. It is what they do. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Indie fans are frustrated. Well, they have many, many reasons to be frustrated. Many, many. In fact, you know what? I have an idea for uh, for Indie 11. I I know a guy. Playing the football field. Uh, Okay. I have two ideas for Indie 11. I know where this is going. Stop playing on a football field. (laughs) Two, um, I happen to know a guy 
who's a pretty good head coach, <laughs> who's out of a contract in now, um, really likes developing with kids, uh, pretty good man manager, has pretty good tactics, has teams or, or had teams that, that played a little bit above their weight in some points, have beaten Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And, um, you know, just give him a call. He's available. Oh, he's probably also really mad that he didn't coach this year. So there's that. Just a thought. I agree. Just, just a thought. Coached Irishman before, so Patty Barrett, no big deal. <laughs> hey, uh, no, not the segue for that one. Speaking of not big deals, uh, Phoenix Rising and Sacramento are going to play each other. Pony, why don't you start us off? <laughs> yeah. Why me on this one? Okay. You don't fine. have a ran attached. Well, you, you do. Well, uh... Yeah, I mean, with everything happening in Phoenix, this could be interesting because they're obviously out their golden boot winner and potential MVP. Yeah, the coach right? things up in the air, and we're just going to kind of push that aside for now and just talk about the game as it is. And. Sacramento is an interesting team because they are a tough out. They're not a team you could easily beat, but they haven't played a lot of teams as skilled as Phoenix, even if they are down their top player. So, I mean, I think this could actually go either way. I would not be completely shocked if Sacramento pulls this out. We saw what El Paso did, or not, what Austin did last year in Phoenix, where in their first game they took it to a penalty shootout, and no one thought that would happen. And Sacramento is probably a team who is supposed to win 1-0 instead of winning, you know, a 4-3 shootout game. If that happens, Sacramento's probably just doomed out the gate. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I have Phoenix advancing, but I don't think it's as solid as most people think it's going to be because Phoenix has looked very shaky in the last few weeks. If we ignore a lot of things, they still look shaky in other games. They're not the Phoenix of, to me, last year, where you go and look at them and go, they're the best team in the league, they're going to win it all, and there's no question about it. They're more of a team who you look and go, they are above average, but they have a lot of interesting weak spots that the right team could exploit. I'm not quite sure Sacramento's the best team to exploit all those weak spots, but it's going to be a closer game than people think. I think it's going to be very low scoring, and I almost want to say whoever scores first wins this game because I think whoever scores first locks it down, and neither team, Sacramento can't break through a team playing prevent, and I'm not sure Phoenix could break through Sacramento, who is a defensive side, saying, we're not going to let you score for this last half hour. Yeah, I, I think I think Phoenix is going to be okay. I know Dadashov is still toward the top of the Golden Boot race. And the thing is, they've got a guy off the bench named Santi Moore. And so, like, all he has to do is step in for Flemings. And I think of all the people in the league, he's one of the top guys who can do something like that and fit right, you know, since he's been there the whole time anyway. I think he's very capable of just stepping right in and being fine. I think the only worry you have with Phoenix is, like, depth. And so, I imagine they'll come out hot, try to score two goals. Um, But then again... Do they want to rely on that defense, which has been their weakness all year, right? If I'm not mistaken. So um, I don't know. I don't know how they'll do it, but I I do. I don't have worry about the first 60 minutes or so with Phoenix. It's it's can they if they're behind, can they come back with depth? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, on my break, I Phoenix wins one zero. So that's that's where I am at this one. Both teams have conceded 17 goals on the year, and Pony to fact check the. uh, score first wins first in the uh, seven times that Sacramento had scored first in a match this season they won six of those games yeah so that's, I think I, I would say whoever scores first wins this game that's that's my prediction nice that's good stuff and it w- wasn't the seventh time the 2-1 victory of Orange County when they were down a man no Orange County yes um, he scored that one first I was oh, right there I was okay. counting uh, I think Brian's their... talking about solely Sacramento Sacramento's not first, yeah. Not Sac- all games. Sacramento's yeah, they, a weird team, man. I've always yes, felt that. Are. No matter the they coach. Are frustrating. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Sacramento's team, they've scored three goals on four occasions this year, and they have one win from those three games, from those four games. So weird. It is, it is a little bit, uh, it's tough for me. I have to pick between my children. On one hand, we have Santi playing for Phoenix. On the other hand, Drew and, and Matt playing for Sacramento. You know? How how does one choose? Alan, you have a you have a game and match and points related rant, so I will let you uh take that. I have a game and points related rant. Well, our, about... our rants, I suppose, are, are related. <laughs> but yours relates to uh, on the field in some way, where mine is more <laughs> tangential. Hard gear know. shift here. You know, yeah. Alternate transition is I think Phoenix is playing the bad guy that everybody's rooting against, right? Uh, there no, we go. That no, no. No? No. No, because really? you're... You're a heel like Louisville City because you just win all the time, and then you're, you're I don't know. Well, I think that's both, right? Phoenix just never actually won. That's right. true. And that's like, true. you're not a, a bad guy because one of your players got put on administrative leave for calling Colin Martin a, a, a homophobic, a homophobic slur. Um, and 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 then that dude puts out a non-apology apology, which another wonderful thing about that whole passage was I thought Rick Sean's statement as far as statements about things that happen like that go because they're all a little corporate, right? Like they're never you're never like, oh, that was that was really heartfelt and, and very like calculated and, and they wrote a whole three pages on whatever. Um, I thought his statement was was good. It was fine. Like he said, yeah, I can see how people were offended by that. I didn't mean it that way, but also I'm going to learn how to become a better ally, which is great. Thank you. All you can ask for. I don't like, you know, when people say here's steps I'm going to take to do things, I don't like to keep dragging them for it. When um, conversely, your your player does that and then puts out a statement that says I didn't do it and then gets, you know, found by the league and suspended for six games, which like you, you did it. Yeah, that's that's a bad statement. Um, and there's a difference, I think, between on-field play and on-field results and on-field, wow, they keep beating us, they should stop beating us because it's annoying. Um, making you bad guys compared to, wow, your player said something indefensible to the only gay professional soccer player that exists, uh, which, hell of a coincidence, um, and making you, like, bad guys because of that. Because... Um, we know slash have known people in the Phoenix Rising organization, and that is not reflective of the Phoenix Rising organization. Um, I would like to say that because it, it, the weird thing is I, I saw uh, a couple people like lumping people's, um, I don't know, vitriol towards Shantz and Flemings as like vitriol towards <laughs> Arizona as a state, which like, no, one of my... Uh, one of our dear friends is, is Kyle Kepner, and one of my my dear personal friends is a uh, a bisexual corrections officer in Arizona. So no, I love Arizonans. I have family out there too. Um, so I don't think Phoenix Rising are like the bad guys we all want them to be because I don't think anyone wanted anyone to say faggot on a soccer field. Um, yeah, I don't know. So who cares about the soccer? Um, game that's getting played i think uh golf clap round of applause for rick Schantz and uh very much goodbye whoever wants to sign you can do that but i hope no one really does as prolific as a player as you were to junior flemings i think that's really well said evan i agree with everything you said um i think i think alan though has had obviously Somewhat of a biased opinion, I guess. Well, um, but, but I, I agree Alan with has a really, Alan has a really good point about the league because okay, so yeah. Royal forfeited these games. Exactly. Yeah. Which, sure, unprecedented, but then you do that with it. I, I think there's two two sides of the argument, and I think both of them are fine. Loyal gave up those points, so they're not going to get them back. Like I get it, it's fine, but. The two teams that benefit the most from these 
outcomes are the two teams that are perpetuating hateful words on a pitch and to not have a mechanism in which to hold teams accountable after the fact is to me problematic and pony and i talked about this last time is you know he's like i don't think we should take points from somebody but you have to have a mechanism where if one team's trying to do the right thing and the other team just doesn't do the right thing and they end up benefiting from it there needs to be a way to to pull that back i know where do you draw the line you draw the line is if your player is caught saying something racist homophobic the whole list of rules and nothing's done about it in the game afterwards that player at that point is an ineligible player and you forfeit the game three nil just like you would if you subbed on an illegal player like those are the, th- the conversations I think the league needs to start having about yeah. is are we punishing or are we allowing a team to punish themselves to try to do the right thing while rewarding a team for essentially not doing the right thing? Because all indications is there were people who heard both of those incidents on the pitch and after the fact admitted that they heard them, but at the time did not do the right thing and say, I heard it and say something about it. And that's what I think we're trying to change. And if that means some rules need to change, I totally agree with that. Like Phoenix benefits because now they're, you know, three more points higher than they would have been. Um, LA benefits a little bit because who knows what happens. Everything else being the same, LA is down a man, down a goal. And the, the path in group B is different. Um, so I do think there needs to be a little bit of self-reflection from the league as ra- around rules and pull players in and pull representatives in and make sure it's a diverse group of people uh, and a diverse group of players and an, a diverse group of referees and officials that go in and make those decisions to say, these are the issues we saw. And I get that we can't do anything about it now. Like it is what it is. The rules are the rules. Yeah. Them's the rules. Like, I'm not asking for retroactive points for San Diego, and I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Um, and I understand why you can't take away a point from L.A. or take away three from Phoenix, because we have to establish rules. We can't just do, like, willy-nilly at the last end of the season. Oh, this was wrong. We're going to change everything. It's like, I mean, yes, that would be ideal. In a perfect world, we would like, oh, this is unfair. But if there's one thing I've learned from being married to an attorney is – sometimes laws are unfair and you have to rewrite them Yeah, because they don't say what you want them to say. And I think this is the point where the league can step up and say, this is what is important to us. And it doesn't matter if MLS agrees or Liga Amekis agrees or, you know, league un agrees like this is what we stand for. So our rules should affect, should reflect our beliefs and what we believe in. You really, you really nailed it. I I guess my next question would be sh- wishing, is it ridiculous that I wish Los Dos and Phoenix would have sacrificed their points voluntarily? Is that ridiculous? Is that too much to... Is no one on the planet ever going to do that? Because this is what I want. I guess Phoenix maybe have, but well, still, I mean, the game played out. I mean, as much as I hate to take this stance, I think you have to treat what happened in both those games as a missed red card. As you say, like, if you watch replay, go, that should have been a red, the ref missed it, and we move on from there. It's, like, I, I don't like, like, I explicitly do not like defending this, and I think that... Yeah, but, I mean, that's a letter of the law yeah. defense, right? Where it's like... Yeah, so it's one of those, I take kind of the objective defense of saying per the rule book, this was a missed red card. And let's say in a other game, you look back and say, hey, this player took down someone outside the box. There was a clear red. The ref gave a yellow. You're not going to tell a team, please forfeit your points because this was the wrong call. I mean, I think we need to go back and look at how we treat this next year. And there's pros and cons to it both ways. I mean, let's say we do, if someone says something like this, you forfeit points. Well, if let's say again, LA San Diego in the 70th minute, an LA player says this word, why is the game just not over? Because that's LA's lost all their points no matter what. 
I mean, maybe we go into whatever team used that forfeits all their points, and that's the end of it. So the 1-1 one, one draw becomes San Diego gains one point, LA gains zero. I don't know what their correct response is, and this is going to be a lot on the USL to try to come up with what the response is this offseason. And I hope they work a lot with the USL Players Association, the Black Players Association, the teams, because this is not easy. And mm. the USL could be the team who makes the first step forward to combat this in more in a way that's just saying we basically encourage him to cut the player and we're going to give him a six-game suspension. That's what it is. But the way it is now doesn't really punch the team. It punches the player. And I can see the argument to say, yes, this is the player's fault. They screwed this up. They should be out of the league. And we've seen that in the past with Basitas for Tulsa recently. And we've seen that with uh, Parks for... Pittsburgh and all of them all in the past for the stuff they've done. But I think we should be better and this is a good chance to become a better league and become a example for not only the USL but for what everyone else is doing. I mean, if the USL becomes the example for the MLS, if it becomes an example for anything overseas for how to address this, that's amazing and that's great. But between everybody, the players, the coaches, the teams, they need to agree on it, and the league needs to back them up, and at that point, we can move forward, but until then, I don't really know what you're going to do without at least someone being upset with the results, and as much as you don't want someone upset with the results, we have to be better people, and if being better people means someone's going to be unhappy because they can't say what they want to say, that person needs to be gone. The league is, they have said they're going to look into this very strongly. They've hinted that there will be harsher print, uh, punishments. I think it's our job to hold them to it, make sure they, they do. Love that you said well, that they could take the lead in this, and I love that thought. And what's, what's, what's kind of funny, uh, I was talking to somebody that said, you know, how is this any different than your man on Unless Dose that got, like, just canned uh, the week before? And if you look at it, anyone know that guy's name? No? No? Nobody? Great. Well, Junior Flemings is not some random midfielder for a MLS 2 side. Like, that guy doesn't matter to the Los Angeles Galaxy as an organization. Junior Flemings, Golden Boot, probably would have been some kind of income for Phoenix because he was going somewhere else. Hiya. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's just a completely different situation. Like, it's such a high-profile player and a high-profile team and a high-profile coach. If it was the third-string goalkeeper for Philadelphia Union 2, uh, A, I'd smack it myself, and then B, um, you know, you wouldn't be talking about it two days later because it would have been dealt with. Mm-hmm. So it was the perfect storm, in a way, of, of uh, really the shitty thing to do to somebody uh, in general. You did it on a soccer field. Your coach said something weird and obtuse to the other coach who was like halfway across the field at that point uh and then you know the league didn't necessarily have to deal with it because the team did so anyway i'm sure santi will score (laughs) (laughs) thank god talk about the the most upward trajectory for for me is this guy gets fired for using a homophobic slur, and then one of your friends comes in and scores. But I digress. Playoff soccer. The magic of soccer. The forced magic of playoff soccer. Uh, hey, speaking of Santi, his former team, New Mexico United, take on San Antonio. Um, just going to say it. I have San Antonio FC winning the, uh, the whole damn thing. This year. Ooh. They're fun when they we turn into a star. <laughs> when we filled out our a couple of different, you know, forms or whatever. Yeah, brackets. Carson likes to harass us around this time of year with forms. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> You'll be seeing that from BGN pretty soon, I think. But uh you know, he asked for a dark horse, but he also said they couldn't win their group. And my dark horse would have been San Antonio for sure, because I think they can do it. Um everyone I think picked pittsburgh because they qualify strangely in that world but uh yeah san antonio looks great um tony you had some thoughts about san antonio 
I, I mean, look, people say I hate San Antonio. I do not hate San Antonio. They, I think they're just a little bit overrated compared to where they really are. I mean, they won one of their games against a playoff team this year where they beat Tulsa. And that's because that's the only playoff team to beat all season long. They're a good team. They have a lot of talent, but and I have them win this first round. Let's uh, say I have you beat New Mexico. Don't come at me that hard. But I just think San Antonio doesn't have the talent to knock off two or three really good teams in a row as it stands. Is it because they're not as a defensive a team like you like them to be? Well, I mean, I like teams who are defensive. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue about that at all. But I mean, they have they played four playoff teams. They won one game against those teams. Yeah. I don't. I just don't see them making the complete run that I want. That I, when I look at it, go, this is a playoff team. They're going to go on a hot run, and I just don't see San Antonio doing that. Especially, I mean, they lost three of their last five games. Two that is coming against their uh, potential next round opponent. Mm. That's interesting. Um, I have my hate mail you sent to Ryan because he just backed me up on this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We'll talk about their potential second round opponent, I suppose. Also, uh, Phil broke his finger playing adult rec soccer the other the other day. I'm going somewhere with this. Stay oh. with me. Uh, if anyone heard belabored breathing on my end just then, uh, the guy that I sleep with uh, rolled his ankle pretty badly in his oh, own no. soccer league. So, um, just now? Uh, not yeah, like a couple hours ago. Oh man, yeah. So, what? He was right that I scored. Oh, he scored. Yeah. Well, there you go. Worth it. Hey. Uh, one more goal in the month of October in 2020 than Junior Flemings will have. <laughs> Good on you. Good well on done. you. Well done. And you're gay, too. That's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Anyway. Moving on. But I'm not. But I oh am. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A couple more games. Hey, uh, El Paso Locomotive, unfortunately, gets to play Tulsa FC, who win the award for best makeover. This year, I thought it was going to be Colorado Springs. I apologize. Mm-hmm. It was Tulsa. Uh, yeah, El Paso, who've been the surprise of the season. Have they been? Just give it to me. Just give it to me. It's an 11 match unbeaten run entering the postseason, and they have not conceded a goal since September 16th. Yeah, they're almost 500 minutes of shutout soccer. And that's why I have them winning my watch bracket. Because they are hot. And they have been playing very, very well. And just right now, I see no one in the West is playing better than El Paso. Which, given my track record for picking teams, you're going to lose the first round. But, you know... (laughs) You get the the, the, the vote of approval from Pony, so there's something. Harry That's says probably a bad thing, but you know. Harry's in the chat and he says don't sleep on Tulsa. So you and you, I mean, he and Tulsa you only have sorry, also have just two losses this year, like El Paso, but they enter the postseason with seven draws, which are is one more than the amount of wins they've had this year. Hmm. Draws don't mean a whole lot in the postseason either. Gets you the penalty kicks. Unless they're really good at penalties, that means a lot. What if that's a thing? What if Tulsa is just like really solid at penalties? I want someone to play the playoffs for penalties every game. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be like a yeah, if, we're, I like... if we're like negging Bob Lilly, that would be like his strategy. Yeah. Just get to pens. Actually, no, don't I, do that. I like, I like El Paso as well. I think they're a, a solid team. I think uh, they did really well last year. So I don't think it's a huge surprise that they're doing well again this year. I mean, they lost a couple pieces, but were able to kind of figure out how to rebuild losing, you know, a talent. But we saw with Miami, the Miami FC that talent doesn't always equal, you know, success on the pitch. Um, I also agree that I think they're going to be the Western uh, Conference um, team to watch. I think I have them in the finals. I think I have them winning. Um, I think I might even have a winning them all. I forgot what I filled out or what I thought or said. I, I mean, everything changed in the past week, and my brain is not exactly uh, firing on 100% these days, so take everything I say 
in picking teams with a grain of salt, but I do really like El Paso. Um, I think they're a solid team. I think they're a, a definitely a good postseason team, and they're going to be a tough out. Um, and you're going to have to score goals to beat them, and they just don't let people do that. So uh, as much as I love San Antonio, I do think you know the Cup's going to get some love in Texas. I just don't think it's San Antonio's turn. Hmm. Is that because the National Soccer Hall of Fame is in Texas? Hmm. Yeah, the Hunts. They probably have cups there, right? Yeah. All right. It's good stuff. Moving Alan. on to our final playoff matchup, so I can stop making dad jokes. Apparently, Reno takes on Los Dos in a match that uh, they'll be fine. They'll probably be fine. Yeah, this is the biggest blowout of the week. I mean, I don't see any shot LA has to win this game. Uh, no, yeah, no, not really. Yeah, I was going to say, Laton. I'm with him. <laughs> Surprised Laton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's, a, it's just, yeah. I'd say Reno is, does not play good defense, but they could score. And LA can't play defense, and I think this is just going to be a this is going to be a very high scoring game. And Reno's just going to—I mean, I have it down as four-one to Reno, but I think it could be under on the goals on that one because LA can't play defense, and Reno just scores. That's all Reno does is they can't play defense either. <laughs> they didn't just outscore that. Like Reno goes, Reno's non team is going to say we're going to beat you one-zero. Reno's team just says. We'll beat you five to three, mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to live with that. And I, mean, I think they're going to do that to LA because LA can't play defense. It's just going to be a, a super high scoring game. Reno's going to get on a pretty big high after it. We'll see if they could take it into the second game, but this is this is the perfect match for Reno, a team who can't play defense against a team who can't who just lives on scoring. I mean, this is. This is the biggest lock out of every single match in the first round to me is Reno beats LA. I think there's two I'm gonna be contrarian. Not that I don't think that LA was is gonna lose, but I think there's two things that make this an interesting matchup is LA likes to run. Like and they are young and like to and I think they can go a full ninety with Reno with that man marking, pulling people all sort of out of position. Another thing, like LA doesn't quit. Because I think LA players, it just feels like we have we never have anything to lose, so we're just gonna keep playing. Um, and they like to foul a lot. Uh, some of the games we watch, there are tons of yellow cards, tons of professional fouls, mm-hmm. tons mm-hmm. of breaking up some of the pace of the game. So I think there's like a a chance that LA could do some damage, but you know, ten nine times out of ten, I think Reno's winning this match. I think there are some interesting things that. LA might be able to show up and do, but this being on the road, I think puts LA at a disadvantage. I think this is at home. I think it's a little bit closer of a match, uh, but it'll, I'm interested to see how well those kids do out there. And, you know, with that belief of we're playing with house money, but um, the inside of me um, really, really, really hopes LA doesn't win at all ever and just gets um, blown out, you know, FIFA style. If someone was playing me who knew how to play FIFA, it'd be like nine to two or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at uh, Reno scored two more goals in nine of the last ten. LA's allowed two more goals in nine of their last twelve. So I think this is I. I think the only way LA advances is if L as if Reno gets a very early red card. Yeah, if you want to watch like run and gun open soccer everyone's running around tons of offense this might be an enjoyable match for you to watch this is not going to be anybody sitting in a low block and defending with nine or ten behind the ball this is going to be a pretty offensive firepower so uh, if you like goals definitely watch this one yeah if you like lily ball this is the wrong game to watch if you just want to see chaos and maybe 10 goals scored combined check out this game or just wait for the highlights. <laughs> or just rewatch Aston Villa Liverpool. Oh no! That was nine goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. 
I'm kidding, of course, Alan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not so kidding. I, I, I love, I love I'm that, I, I love that, that the rest of us all make these really hot takes and, and like just go off and say some shit to each other or anybody else that's in the in the sphere of influence that we have allegedly. And the second Ryan tries to like do banter thing and like fake upset someone, he just he just hard on the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> He said this comedy tried for so many years to get Ryan comment. to just be okay with shit talking. It still hasn't worked, and I'm mad about it. I can at least celebrate this past weekend's Premier League, but I will say with Los Dos, they're one of the five teams currently in the playoffs who has made an appearance in the uh, USL final. Wow. Yeah. Battery, Louisville, Sacramento, Phoenix, and uh, Los Dos. Interesting. Yeah. This year's uh, John Molniak led Los Dos, apparently. Oh, oh! I do have one stat. Uh, yeah. St. Louis is the first USL team to make the playoffs in both the East and the West. That's a fun one, right? And they'll be the first to lose in both the East and the West. Nope. <laughs> Winning all the way through. <laughs> Winning at the cost of death. <laughs> what a way! What a what a way to go out. Going out strong. That's right. Take the cup with them. <laughs> do you think if we had a Hartford Sacramento final, that'd be the furthest possible teams away from each other? Oh. Well, now that I know that Sacramento is farther west than San Diego, yes. What about Tampa, Sacramento? Yeah, I think Tampa might be further. It's going to be close. I don't care enough to fact check this right now. To Ryan, Google Maps, we go. Ryan will have it for next week for I'd sure. Say like, it's like Ryan and I are just, just bothering both of us immediately. <laughs> that we was a snap. Ryan and Tony need right to now. find out what it is. <laughs> is that all the teams? Did we do it? We got it. All right. Look at us. So, Tampa to Sacramento, um, best traffic is 2,800 miles. Best traffic. (laughs) Assuming they're driving. What about Monday morning traffic? That was a a Trumpism. Hartford to Sacramento is 2,900 miles, so Hartford is just a tiny bit further. Wow. This segment brought to you by besttraffic.com. <laughs> yeah, hey, if you want to know what the best traffic is in your area, sponsor us. Oh, man, that'd be a good segment, though. No. I'd enjoy it. That's what Google says. It's and the then we'll start doing the weather, the and then traffic. we'll move on to... Mm-hmm. Right say, do you want to save 1,000 miles on your cross-country road trip? <laughs> Tune into the USL show as we talk to you about this. The Reno Canasta Club meeting every Tuesday at the BFW <laughs> Hall. Thank you. Or we could have St. Louis Tulsa for a pretty close distance final. It's true. That'd be close. The pretty close distance final. Pretty close. Don't go. Please don't go. the rails again. Yep. Well, we got one more. We can do one more topic real quick. Uh, Queensboro FC was announced their uh, their new new logo. Yeah. Uh, I get a little Bret Hart vibe. The pink and black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Yep. Good. Uh. Good lettering. <laughs> the bridge at the top Bad is name. my favorite part. Yep. 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 Just, just tired of the FCSC, AFC. Can they at least be Queensboro AFC? You know, it'd break up like, the boredom. It what would. What happened to teams like Sporting Kansas City, where they were going to try to make a rugby team and all that other nonsense, and none of it happened, and they're like, "Well, we committed." <laughs> Well, first so committed, they turned their two team. And now Mike Watts has a home a home team to root for. Apparently, he tweeted that out as well. So, congratulations to him. At least in other and social media news, the Mets at least welcomed uh, Queensboro on their Twitter. So it makes it seem like um, yeah, the New York Mets actually tweeted an official welcome to Queens to Queensboro. So they are getting at least a recognition from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah. Huh. And overall, I mean, it's a solid-looking launch. I mean, it's definitely one of those where you don't look and go, "What are they doing?" And look and go, "That's not bad." I mean, granted, I'm not going to go out and buy a bunch of queens for merchandise, but it's mm-hmm. one of those that's a neutral fan. I think you could latch onto them probably more than the other area teams of well that's the thing though 
the best merch in the USL right now, well, to be in the USL, I think is the Oakland Root stuff is pretty amazing. And uh, so far, Queensboro has very good visuals, very nice video editing, and they have the potential to have some cool stuff in pink and black. So it could, yeah, they could go there. Some, someone might. I mean, it's no rank. little. <laughs> It's no Louisville rebrand, though. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> Where would you rank the Queensboro logo and the logos of all the New York area uh, soccer clubs? Someone got in trouble for this. USL Aces got in trouble for this, right? Yeah, I saw that. That's <laughs> oh, no. Well, he just forgot some tiny clubs and they got upset. Oh, what a, I mean. That's right. the way it is. It's Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen. You know, you put an opinion out there. And... <laughs> He put it in sort of supporters. It's, you're you're the worst person in the world. You know that, right? I think he is put he, it. Yeah, it, I mean, well aware. Is this where you insert a Cosmos joke? He had them in eighth. Yeah, and I, I thought don't that... have to insert one when the club themselves are. If you like. I just meant he missed missed some small clubs and. Uh, oh, get it. Small clubs I'm like kidding, Cosmos. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cosmos, please do not. I don't know. My Twitter feed's been blowing up anyway, so whatever. All four Add of your fans will be really angry about that one. <laughs> I'm trying to find his list, but... Too late. Too late? Yep, too late. Speaking too late. of too late, 11, 11 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. Hey, uh, thank you to Roughneck Scarves, Icarus FC, uh, Beautiful Game Network Podcast for allowing this to happen. I think is the right word for that, the right phrase for that. Um, if you want to hang out, say hi, talk to us, uh, tell us we're terrible, tell us you like us, whichever, this, that, and the third, uh, which I've been seeing more of telling us you like us recently, which is really kind of you, thank you, um, at the USL show on the Twitters. Um, you can find all of us sort of around there as well. Um, but be safe, wear a mask above your nose and your mouth, all that fun stuff, you're going to go outside. Uh, and uh, we, we have one rule here we, we try to abide by it occasionally I, I don't because I'm in the northeast I apologize just don't be a dick we'll talk to you next week